beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome friends to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. I am so glad you're here today. I'm so glad we're going to talk about this topic that I've kind of wanted to talk about for a while. It's come up in a few different ways, but most recently it came up when I launched my book, Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First, back in February. Because of COVID, obviously we weren't able to have a big launch party, which is something I'd sort of always dreamed of. We weren't even able to have, you know, readings at bookstores or any of those things. And so I just celebrated myself at home with my family. I ordered a big poofy red dress. I mean, real poofy, like prom dress, ball gown style poofy red dress that I wore all day. You know, I was on social media. I just really did it up and it was fun and it was a way to sort of celebrate this big milestone in my life, but do it safely and do it under the conditions that we're living in at this moment, it actually ended up being, in some ways, more special than a traditional 
launch day or launch party might have been because I felt like I was able to share it with people all over the planet, if you will, both in my private life. We had a private kind of friends and family Zoom at the end of that day, but then also just being on social media with everyone. So there were definitely some benefits to, you know, launching a book with just sort of a public endeavor that way. But the conversation that came out of it, sort of the questions or some of the comments that I got around it was about celebrating yourself, celebrating myself, celebrating ourselves, sort of unashamedly, unapologetically taking these moments in our life and celebrating them ourselves without someone else throwing a big to-do for us, just taking on the responsibility ourself. And I got a lot of different reaction. I got some varied reaction around it. None of it negative, of course, but some people saying, yes, I did this for my birthday, for my promotion, for my anniversary even. And then I got some people saying, how do you do this? How do you celebrate yourself without, you know, worrying what other people think or without disappointing the people in your life that you're kind of taking on a task that maybe they should be doing? You think that or they think that? There's sort of a lot of questions around it and a lot of high-fiving around it for those who have done something like this themselves. And so I just wanted to dedicate a whole episode to this idea for lots of reasons, because I think a lot of us have these moments in our life that don't go how we envisioned, or they don't go how, you know, Instagram or Pinterest or magazines tell us they should go. And so that's, you know, a tension that we all have to hold is that does everything need to be celebrated to the nines? Well, of course it doesn't. This is a personality thing. But there are things that a lot of us want, you know, a milestone birthday when we turn 30 or 40 or 50 or beyond, or some of other of life's big events that are really worth celebrating, like a promotion at work or just a new job in general, selling a house, buying a house, getting a divorce, if that's your jam. Like there are lots of things that we could celebrate. But because we put those celebrations in someone else's hands, we put the responsibility of those celebrations, that task onto someone else, then they don't happen the way that we want them to. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this. I think this is not, you know, totally universal, but definitely something that piqued my interest and got enough you know, questions and comments with my book launch that was just me, just me launching a book about me. (laughs) And so this is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to launch into these tips, not so much practical tips on how to throw a party. That's a whole different episode, but more just like the mentality around celebrating yourself. So number one, the first thing I want to tell you is let go of your ego around it. This should be like a life lesson for all of us, right? We have a lot of ego around doing something for ourselves, like saying, look at me, or yay, me, or, you know, in terms of a birthday, which isn't, you know, something that we chose or necessarily achieved, just saying, 
here is a day or a party about me. A lot of us have a lot of problem with that, and I get it. You know, nobody wants to just be seen as or consider themselves as just a total narcissist. No one wants to be judged for doing anything that says, please pay attention to me, please give me compliments. But I think we have some toxic ideas around celebrating ourselves that aren't really steeped in reality. I mean, there might be judgment around it. I'm not saying that it's all fake, that we've all made it up. But lots of times when you see someone celebrating themselves, you're just happy for them. Or you want your own excuse to go to a party. And so like, why do you care if it's the host who's throwing the party or, you know, someone in relation to the host? Who cares? A lot of us just want a celebration. We want a reason to click like on a post. We want a reason to send someone a little gift. It's happy to celebrate things. We like it. Other people like it. It's harder when it's ourselves But I think a lot of us can agree like, oh yeah, well, I love celebrating other people, but it's hard to put that attention on myself or to ask others to put that attention on me. We have to learn to drop some of the ego around that, about the judgment or just the fact that we maybe don't want to be the ones that are throwing it ourselves. In a perfect world, we all have loving partners or parents or friends or children who want to throw amazing parties, and we get to be the recipient of those parties. But that's just not like actual, literal life. Sometimes we have to take it into our own hands. The people around us, that is not their gift. That is not the way that they think. That is not something they're going to take on. And so that's actually tip number two, but it's intrinsically related. Tip number two is let others off the hook. It ties directly to tip number one, which is let go of your ego around it. Because in tip number two, letting other people off the hook, it doesn't mean for everything or for all time or that there's nothing wrong with hoping or expecting that the people around you might want to celebrate you. But also you have to be realistic about it. I mean, there are a lot of people in the world who don't know how to throw a celebration or it just doesn't cross their mind to make a social media post congratulating someone else. They're not going to do it the way you want them to do it or the way that you hope that they would celebrate you. And it doesn't mean that they don't love you. It doesn't mean that they're not proud of you. It doesn't mean that they wouldn't want to participate in the celebration, but it's just not their deal. And I think the more realistic we can get about people's personalities or giftings, the happier we will be to just be like, you know what, I have a way that I want this to look or the way that I want this to be, so I'm just going to do it. And I would appreciate your support in this. I want you to come. I want you to celebrate with me, but I'm not going to micromanage you doing it or make you feel bad that you didn't do it the way I wanted. I'm just going to let you off the hook. Now, I know that this is not maybe what you want to hear. Maybe I should have started with the idea of celebrating ourselves, how I learned to do it, came from a whole lifetime of being around people that that is just not their priority or their gifting. So I grew up in a family that just does not do birthdays. (laughs) My parents... 
They just were not into the birthday thing. They're still not. And so what that has resulted in a little bit is that I have grown into an adult who is really into the birthday thing. But it doesn't mean that they didn't love me or that they weren't glad I was born or glad that I was turning another year older. They just didn't really do birthday parties that much. In adulthood, my husband, I love him so much and he is good at a lot of things, but he is not a party planner. It's just not like the kind of thing he even knows or cares to know how to do. In our family life, I am the party planner. I throw birthday parties for the kids. I throw, you know, baby showers for friends, wedding showers for friends. I like to do it. I think it's fun. And so I learned a long time ago from my parents and then from my partner that if I wanted a celebration to look a certain way, I needed to do it. Let me also back up here and take a moment to explain what I mean by celebration. Because the first example I used was my book launch party, which is wasn't a party. It was at my house. But my book launch day, which you can see on social media if you want. But really, it can be anything that is celebrating us. It doesn't have to be a big party. This can be something as small as a social media post celebrating someone, wishing them a happy day, a happy promotion, whatever, to a dinner party, a birthday dinner, etc., to, you know, a trip celebrating a whole big thing. Like there are so many ways we can celebrate ourselves. And this idea just really runs the gamut of what you want out of that celebration, which brings me to tip number three. Be honest about what you really want. So when we are celebrating ourselves, there are a few things that we might want out of it. And we don't have to be weird about this. Let's just be honest about it. Do we want a party? We're just in the mood for a party. Listen, I mean, pandemic life, like who isn't in the mood for a party right now? When it gets to be safe to do so, I'm going to throw all the parties. Sometimes we just want a reason to celebrate. And the thing that's coming up is a birthday, an anniversary, whatever. So there's one thing. Is that what you want? You just want a celebration. You just want a reason to gather. Do you want people to know of your achievement? So with my book launch party, I wanted everyone to know I had written a book. I was proud of it. There's nothing wrong with that. There is no shame at all in getting a promotion, getting a new job, buying or selling a house, all these same examples that are something that you're proud of and excited about and you want people to know. You don't have to be humble about these things. Sure, humility can be a virtue, but also I think it's a wonderful example to others to be proud of ourselves and to say, look, I achieved this thing. It took a ton of work. Yay. I just, there's just nothing wrong with that. And so maybe what you want out of it is that you want people to know you achieved this thing. Maybe what you want out of this celebration is you just want to feel seen. So this is why Facebook birthdays are kind of fun, right? People take a second out of their day just to write happy birthday on your Facebook wall. It takes next to no effort on anyone's part and it feels good. It just feels like the energy of people thinking about you even just for 30 seconds 
it's nice, especially if you live in a life where you don't get a lot of attention. You feel like maybe you are overlooked sometimes just in your regular daily life. A birthday is a wonderful excuse to just say, hey, I just want a minute to be about me. I work a lot. I do the mom thing all the time. Like I just, I don't get a lot of opportunity to just have a dinner, have a toast, be about me for a second. And I feel like some of you are probably cringing that I'm even saying that, but you also might want it. And I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with that. And so when you're doing this part of thinking this through, when you're doing Tip number three, be honest about what you really want. You might not want to say that part out loud. You might not want to say, hey, everybody, look at me. Instead, when you're trying to be seen, if that's what it is, what you really want, just saying, hey, my birthday's coming up. I would love a girl's night dinner. Can we do this? That is a softer way to say, hey, can we all get together? It doesn't mean that you're going to all get together and everyone's going to go around and tell you how wonderful you are unless that's part of what you want, I suppose. But most of us don't want something that specifically tending to our soul, or maybe we do. That might be a whole different podcast. But in general, if you're just thinking, hey, I do want to feel seen, you can show up in that way. You can have that be something very simple, like a small gathering, like a social media post. Whatever it is that you really want out of this desire to celebrate yourself. The desire alone is natural. Whether it's on a big stage, you want to throw yourself a party, or whether it's just on a much smaller scale, an intimate scale of you have an anniversary coming up. Your anniversary is presumably with just one other person, your spouse, your partner. You want to mark that occasion. And sometimes you're in a partnership with someone who doesn't care that much about occasions, who definitely doesn't care that much about celebrating. And the day before your anniversary is going to look up and be like, oh yeah, what are we supposed to do? You know, there's obviously been no forethought, no dinner planned, no gift, not even a card. That might hurt your feelings. Sure. I'm not taking away the idea that it is also natural to expect the people in our lives to want to mark occasions or celebrate with us also. But if you go through year after year of anniversary or birthday or whatever, and you are not getting fed on that day the way that you want to be, then you just have to release the idea that that person is ever going to mark that occasion the way that you want to mark it. It's still something worth talking about in your relationship if you have made your desires expressly known and they seem to have ignored them year after year. Sure, that is an issue for therapy. That is an issue to delve into. But in terms of the actual celebration, which is what we're talking about today, you can't keep expecting that someone is going to do it differently when they have proven time and time again that they're probably not. Why would you set yourself up for disappointment over and over and over again? Next time, take matters into your own hands. Let yourself feel the twinge of, well, I wish someone else had thrown me this birthday party, but I did it myself. And then let yourself enjoy the actual moment. That's a little bit further in the tips. We'll get to there in a second. 
with sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, com and use code U Y O U. So just to rehash, so far we have let go of our egos around it, let others off the hook, be honest about what you really want, and then now it's time for tip number four. This is one of my favorite ones, and almost in some ways one of the most important ones. Tip number four is be unapologetic about it. Listen, you set the tone for whatever the celebration is. Small to large, you are setting the tone. And like I said earlier about people wanting to celebrate with you, I guarantee you this is true. It makes it a lot more cringy if you have apologized for the fact that you're celebrating something. If you have thrown someone else under the bus by saying, well, My husband won't throw me a party, so I guess I'll throw one myself. That's not celebratory. (laughs) I mean, that might be the truth, but that doesn't inspire people around to raise a toast. Instead, just go about it unapologetically, even if you're nervous, even if you feel this knee-jerk reaction to be like, I'm so sorry I'm making it about me right now, but try as hard as you can not to do that. Instead, set the tone with the spirit of, it's my birthday, I'm having a party, can you come? Or, I got a promotion at work, I am so proud of myself, I'm the new manager of blah blah blah. Let's have drinks and toast to working. Yay, working. (laughs) You know, you don't have to be ashamed of it. That's the whole part of letting go of the ego of it. Just state it for what it is and let other people be like, wonderful, congratulations, happy birthday, raise a glass. People will respond to your tone. And so if you are unapologetic about it, they won't feel whatever it is that you think that they're going to feel. Judgment, pity, any of those things. Now, people who are small in their life, they might feel the judgment, but it's a lot harder to judge someone or be snarky about someone when their tone is unapologetically happy. And we're talking about celebrations. And so I promise you, as a person who has given and received a lot of judgment in my life, it's a lot harder 
to wrestle in the dirt with someone who is being like love and light about their thing. It's contagious. Happiness is contagious. Celebration is contagious. And I'm just going to keep circling back to the point that people want to celebrate others. On the whole, we do. We are happy when other people are happy. Don't forget that in all of this, that when we're happy that other people are happy, sometimes we get to be the origin of that happiness. We get to be the one that people are happy for. Let yourself be that. Tip number five is draw a boundary around interlopers. So I put this in because I have a little bit of experience here and it also just came to me while I was journaling out some ideas for this episode. But here's the thing that I have also seen happen when we do decide to take the reins of our own celebrations, we might have well-meaning people around us step in and try to take them back. They're either having a light bulb moment that, oh, maybe they should have planned this and now you are. And so they're trying to step in and take what they see as their responsibility back. Or as happens with some people in some relationships, they don't like that you have taken this on. And so their way of taking it back from you, taking the reins back from you is a little bit of a control issue or a a way to keep you from celebrating yourself quite so much. It doesn't always have to be toxic like that or unhealthy. Sometimes, like I said, it is just someone being like, oh shoot, maybe I should have planned that. Why don't you let me do it? But again, if it's not their gifting or you don't think that they're really going to do it the way that you want to, or you feel like the intentions here, the motivations here aren't quite as positive as the vibe you're going for, then just draw that boundary and stay the course. Be like, you know what? No, I have a vision for what I want here, for this party, for this dinner, for this evening. It will make me happy if you just cheer me on. Or you can bring dessert. (laughs) Or next time I'll let you. Any of those things, but draw a boundary. Do not let it be taken back from you if you have done the work and said, okay, I'm going to celebrate myself and I'm nervous, but I'm going to do it. We kind of falter when someone says, oh, no, no, you don't need to do that. Let me do it. It might be a welcome relief if someone does that, but unless it's someone that you know has really great intentions or is really good at celebrating others, you've seen it with your own eyes, don't be doubly disappointed by deciding to do it yourself and then giving it up once the ball starts rolling. Examine the situation for yourself, but if you have really decided that you're going to celebrate, you're going to do this thing that you want, you're going to throw the party, the dinner, the trip that you want, don't then end up handing it over to someone well-meaning or someone who's embarrassed or whatever and then feel regret later. Just keep on keeping on. You light the way in the way that you want this celebration to go down. That is tip number five. Draw a boundary around interlopers. Tip number six, celebrate like it is your dream celebration. And again, I'm not talking about a crazy, insane, expensive party, unless that it is, that's what you're doing, but take this celebration like it is your dream celebration for whatever this is. A dreamy birthday dinner for you might be 
six people in your backyard under twinkly lights with Chinese food takeout. Wonderful. Whatever it is, do that. I threw myself a birthday party a few years ago. (laughs) And yes, I threw it for me. And it was called a favorite things birthday party. And it was all of Laura's favorite things. I had chicken wings. I had Walmart white sheet cake. I had Troop Beverly Hills playing on a loop on a TV in the backyard. Like it was my favorite things. Everyone had a blast. No one cared that it wasn't their favorite things. Although I did have a little fun activity that guests could do where they filled out a little questionnaire for their favorite things. But that wasn't really the point. First of all, everyone just wanted to come to a party. Second of all, people thought it was fun that it was my favorite things on my birthday. I didn't have a single friend or family member there who was like, this is so weird and awkward. How embarrassing for you that you're throwing your own birthday party in your own backyard with your own favorite things, you weirdo. Literally, no one acted like that. If they were going to act like that, they probably weren't on my short list of people to be in my backyard on my birthday. But the fact is, that was my dream that year, to have a birthday party of my favorite things. And so I did it. Do I wish that I hadn't had to take on all the work of doing that myself? Sure, maybe. But when I look back now, that party is a wonderful, fun memory And all the twinges I had around sort of like throwing my own thing that was all about me are gone. They're gone because the evening was great. So whatever your dream celebration is or gathering or whatever it is, don't hold back for all of these reasons that I'm saying. If you decide to do it, do it. You don't need to downplay it. It's just a celebration. And remember, celebrations are good. Which brings us to tip number seven. Maybe this shouldn't even have to be said. I'm saying it anyway. Tip number seven is enjoy it. This is a big part of all of this. It goes with being unapologetic. Don't then have a birthday dinner and then the whole time be like fretting about the judgment or hoping everyone's having a great time or stressing yourself out in a way that is completely unpleasant and ruins the night or the celebration anyway. No, enjoy it. Enjoy the selfie that you have taken in celebration of something. Enjoy the dinner that you booked on the patio of your favorite restaurant. Enjoy the trip that you ask your bestie to go on with you because you were celebrating a milestone birthday and you really wanted to be in this city on that day. Enjoy it. This is huge. We have a lot of emotion around celebrations, a lot. And because this episode is about celebrating ourselves in particular, not just like party planning, then there's extra emotions around it. We have all kinds of feelings around celebrating ourselves. And you might wrestle with those all the way up until the moment that the celebration starts. And then you got to work real hard on dropping those things and enjoying the moment, enjoying the celebration, enjoying the attention or the congratulations or the toast or the meal. Enjoy it. This is what you wanted. This is worthy of stopping down and marking this moment. Don't Blow it by spinning out in your head 
overthinking, fearing the thoughts of others, stop. Put all of that on pause for a couple of hours and enjoy it. And tip number eight, all of these go so hand in hand. I actually love it so much. Tip number eight is thank yourself later. Let yourself be filled with gratitude that you were able to celebrate this thing. Whatever it is that you have deemed worthy of celebrating, when it's over, your demons might come back out. Maybe you managed to enjoy it in the moment, and now that it's over, you're feeling like secondhand embarrassment, or a little bit of guilt, or slightly apologetic that you took up so much space in that room asking people to celebrate you. Fight those feelings, those day after feelings, which... Listen, we've all had day after feelings about all kinds of things. Fight day after feelings with gratitude. Sit in silence for five minutes and feel gratitude for the people who celebrated you. Feel gratitude for yourself that you took it by the reins and you did it the way you wanted to do it. Feel gratitude that this thing happened, whatever it is, even if it's something you don't control much like your own birthday. Feel gratitude that it happened that you got another birthday. Be proud of yourself for whatever it is you have accomplished and for the people who were there to accomplish it with you. I also wonder, as people are listening to this, if it's bringing up things and thoughts and feelings around like, well, I don't have people who would celebrate with me or I don't have anyone in my life who would do this without judgment, who would be happy for me. I know a lot of us have a lot of emotions around this beyond just the actual celebration I'm talking about. I know this, but I also know that most of us spend too much time thinking of like this big picture, these family dynamics, this relationship dynamic, power struggles and financial burdens and all of the ways that we can hardly think about a single celebration as one thing. We have to think about it as this big ball of wax and what it's going to mean in about a hundred different ways. I understand this. I know this. But I also think that thinking about it like that is what keeps us from having the celebrations that we actually want. Some of the best nights of my life have been just a simple dinner that was a celebration for someone's birthday, someone else's anniversary that they included other couples in on, a milestone, an ending occasionally. Whatever it is that we are marking that occasion I really want you to go into this week thinking about it in terms of what celebration really means. Yes, I'm wanting you to celebrate yourself in all the ways with selfies, with dinners, with launch parties and big poofy dresses alone at home with Walmart cake. But I also want us to use this time to think about celebrations in general and why we struggle to celebrate ourselves. When we know that we like celebrating others and that we like celebrating in general, especially now, after the year that we have had, I don't care if someone says they're having a backyard barbecue because they love their dog so much. At this point, I would be like, yes, please. All I want to do right now is celebrate your dog. You know, I mean, we just, we want reasons to be together. We want reasons to toast and write sweet notes, and post good thoughts on social media. A lot of us want that. You want that. 
So even though it sometimes feels uncomfortable and it's probably not our ideal scenario to throw celebrations focused on ourself that we threw ourselves, I just want you to think about it. I want you to be open to it. I want you to drop your ego, let others off the hook, be honest about what you really want, be unapologetic about it, draw a boundary, celebrate like it is your dream celebration, enjoy it, and then thank yourself afterwards. That is what I want for you as we go into the spring, as we are slowly starting to emerge from what has been a very very difficult season as we are able to hug again, as we are able to see one another again, slowly, the sun is coming out, growth is happening around us and growth is happening in us. Thank you for listening. I hope this inspires you. And if you have a story about this, or if you choose to do it yourself, please make sure you tag the show at 10 things to tell you so that I can see it and celebrate with you. I'm going to leave you with some thoughts from other listeners who sent me their examples of times in their life when they have celebrated themselves. I'm Jessica from Queenstown, New Zealand, and every year during the month of May, which happens to be Mother's Day, I do something that I started a few years ago called My Month May. And that just means that I pick out activities or something that I want to do or something that I want to learn. And I do that for the month of May and beyond uh, as a way of celebrating myself and mothers for Mother's Day. I'm Danny from New York. And when anything good happens, I celebrate myself by heading over to my favorite bookstore and picking up a big stack of books. I don't worry about a budget. I don't worry about anything. I just find whatever I would like to read and I buy them for myself. It's not much, but it brings me a lot of joy. My name is Colleen and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. And recently I went through a rather lengthy interview process for a job that I really wanted and ultimately didn't get. And I decided that I was still going to celebrate. So I got a bottle of champagne and I invited a friend over and we toasted the fact that I had put myself out there and I had really tried for something that I really wanted and sometimes that is worth just as much celebration as actually getting the job. I'm Laura Tremaine and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.